today I'm going to teach you guys how to tell who God has selected to be saved. Yes, this way you don't have to worry about wasting your compassion, testimonies, and spreading the gospel on people who are honestly just a waste of time. Hey guys, this is the Bible After Hours. Okay, hey, can, can you hear me? Is this is this thing on? Guys, this is the underground church, and I am the foul-mouthed preacher. To be vulgar just meant originally to speak the language of the people. That's what Jesus did. That's what the prophets did. It's what the apostles did. That's what we're going to do here today. With that being said, let me go ahead and throw out this warning for anyone with children or anyone who is just sensitive to strong language. You may want to go ahead and tune out now. All right, today I'm going to talk about the worst fucking book I have ever read, and it's straight in the Bible. It's the story of Jonah. Yeah, that shit is awful. I don't know if it's just like God couldn't find a better writer or like, what, what the fuck is this? Um, I, I don't know how familiar you all with it. I, for the most part, most people just know like the children's church version, right? Where God was like, hey, Jonah, you're a cool prophet. Could you go tell the Ninevites I need them to be better? And Jonah was like, God, I don't really want to do that. And God was like, too fucking bad. Then Jonah got on his little boat to try and get away with some fishermen. God was like, mm, big whale. You're all going to die. Big storm. They threw Jonah overboard after gambling over who was going to be thrown over for God. Threw him overboard. Big fish. Straight up eats Jonah. Jonah's stuck in this whale, going to die. And he's like, God, I guess I can go do what you wanted me to if you'll let me out. And God was like, yeah, fucking bet. So he's the big fish spit Jonah up on the shore. Jonah went to the Ninevites and said, hey, guys, stop saying anything. And they said, okay, happily ever after. Except for it's not happily ever after. The children's church just fucking ends it there because if you finish the story, it's awful. It's a really shitty story. Well, that's mostly because I like endings i like things to feel complete uh, i don't know about you guys i don't know if y'all like cliffhangers or not i'm not a fan especially when the cliffhanger has lasted four thousand fucking years that's just awful um i don't know if you've ever felt like this whole god thing isn't for you i don't know if you ever felt like how come God seems to like these people so much more than he loves my people? I don't know if you've seen the racial tension in America today where the white church seems to think God's all about them and fuck everybody else. There's no such thing as racism. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what you believe. But God has important lessons in the book of Jonah and elsewhere. Um, early on in the Bible... God says, I'm going to have favor on who I'm going to have favor. As in, God is just going to like who he likes and not like who he doesn't like. Just like we all do. But God's not human, right? So, I mean, eh, that's kind of weird. But, here's the thing. We don't always have to understand who gets compassion and who does not. What we do need to understand is that you can't be a racist little shit. We do need to understand that... God does want to show compassion. Yeah, even to you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you feel like 
you've done too much or you've been stuck in this religion thing too long to break free. I don't know where you're at, what you're feeling, but God's compassion, God's mercy is for you. All right, so let's wrap up this Jonah story, this piece of shit. Um, so after he preaches to the Ninevites and they're all like, okay, we'll do better. Jonah climbs up on a hill and waits for God to kill them because he's like, they're not really going to do better. God, God's going to get them. And a tree grows up behind him. And even when people do preach this part of the story, I feel like they brush past it. He sat there long enough for an entire fucking tree to grow up. Could you imagine hating literally anyone or anything enough that you're like, I'm going to climb up so I can try and see the execution of this person and I'm just going to wait here for it for however many years. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, so so far in this story... God more or less points a gun at the prophet's head and says, you're going to go tell him to be saved. Uh, then the prophet climbs a hill and says, fuck them, God will still get them. Every character in this story is shit. All of them. Every single one, including God, is just a bad character. Which is why literalism is dumb. No part of this story was meant for you to think that God holds people hostage until they do what he wants. God could have just chosen another prophet. Uh, in the New Testament, the disciples see a rock singing and worshiping, and they're like, hey, Jesus, what's up with that? That's, that's kind of fucking weird, right? And Jesus was like, hey, hold up. If you don't worship me, if humans don't worship me, God will just let the rocks do it. Why didn't he do that? Jonah said no. Why didn't God just send a fucking rock to Nineveh? Seems like that's his M.O., right? Uh, I think it's because this story isn't a literal story. But... Well, I guess it's not for another time. I was going to say it's for another time, but it's not. It's for now. You you shitters who think that everything has to be a historical narrative are idiots. Other parts of the Bible say that God destroyed Nineveh because he was mad and punished them, and they try to create this timeline where, okay, over here God loved them, but over here God punished them. How about Nineveh was a placeholder, it was an object in the story, and it's not the fucking point. How about that whole big fish part wasn't meant to tell us anything about the character of God or Jonah, but rather the writer needed an excuse to get Jonah to Nineveh, even though he didn't want to. He didn't want to break Jonah's character, and he wasn't a good enough writer to come up with something better. Um, yeah, I just I fucking hate this. Anyway, stands up there, sits up there for a year, tree grows up. God kills the tree and goes, you didn't like that, did you? Jonah's like, no, I'm fucking mad. God's like, I bet you are. And you think... Even then, you think it's going to be a nice little lesson and it's all going to get wrapped up. But instead, well, let me tell you what happens. Jonah gets so upset, he has uh, this great line where he says, Death is better to me than life. Uh, and then God's like, are you mad? Are you really mad? Do you even have a good reason to be mad about the tree? I grew the tree. You didn't do anything for the tree. And Jonah's answer is, I have every good reason to be mad even unto death. Jonah was a dramatic little bitch. Um... Anyway, him and God argue for a little while whether or not he has a right to be mad, and the entire story just ends there. And as God's just like, hey, let me ask you this question. In the middle of their argument, the book ends, and, you know, it's God's time for the argument, and God says, should I not have compassion on Nineveh, the great city, where there's more than 120,000 people, and they don't know the difference between their right and left hands, as well as many animals? Just in. Middle of their argument. Just fucking in. Did the writer die? What, what is it? Um, if you take this as a literal story, 
this is the worst historical narrative of all fucking time. If you take this as even just creative, not creative fiction writing, this is a shitty story with no actual end. It has a cliffhanger. It's been 4,000 years. God hasn't sent anyone to finish the story. What the hell, man? But if you take this as a thought-provoking essay, where, hey, maybe someone was just trying to get us to think about this. I still will argue it's bad writing. But man, that question is important enough that even though the writing might be shit, God still saw it fit to include it in the Bible because that question is important. Who are we to say who God has compassion on? He says these people, over 120,000 people supposedly, which also wasn't true. You do the archaeology and study this out, but whatever. 120,000 people who are so dumb they don't know their left hand from their right hand. How could I not show compassion on them, God says. We don't get to judge. Guess what? God wants to show compassion on you whether or not you think you deserve it. Whether or not you think you deserve mercy, love, a good life, faith, power, whatever. God's given it to you anyway. God wants you in his kingdom. He wants you to be part of his family, regardless of what you think you deserve. If you're looking at another people group, say the LGBT community, and you say, hey, and they're just so anti the church and they're this and that, and God's going to really get them in the end. Who are you to say who God will and will not have compassion on? These people making up critical race theory and they hate the police they're the worst in heaven there will be no democrats and there will be no one who supports abortion and no one with the lgbt community and who are you to say who god will have compassion on yeah god asked the ninevites to change to change their ways stop sinning but he also went through so like extravagant efforts to send someone there to say hey i want you I love you. God's saying that to everyone listening. Everyone that you interact with again, God has a heart for you to tell them that he loves them just as they are. Yeah, stop sinning, but I love you for you. I love you even though you can't tell your left hand from your right hand. And also, if you didn't know, this book is just drenching wet in racial conversation. Jonah didn't want to go there because they were Ninevites. If they were Hebrew people, he would have loved to go. Jonah was a racist son of a bitch. Just a really shitty person. God probably should have chose a better prophet, but that wouldn't have made the for a good story. But neither did this, so and maybe he should have chosen another prophet. But it wouldn't have got us to the question we needed to ask. And that is, who are we to say who God will have compassion on? The evangelical church is out there saying that Christians have to be Republicans. Christians should never interact with critical race theory people. And we're out here attacking Democrats because they are the worst fucking thing that's ever happened. But guess what? You have no right to say who God will and will not have compassion on. You have no right to speak for God where he has not spoken. This anti-one president or the other bullshit is just, it's tiring. You can't say God didn't like George W. Bush because he did all this with the war. Guess what? God liked plenty of people who did shitty stuff in wars in the Old Testament. And you can't say God hates Joe Biden because Joe Biden's supporting abortion. 
you know, primarily because Joe Biden doesn't want people to get abortions. He thinks that that is what the law says, and he's trying to do his fucking job. It is a different thing to say I support abortion, and I support the fact that the law supports it. But this is not a political podcast. Just know that that argument that Joe Biden supports abortion is fucking stupid. But you know what? God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. If Joe Biden did want everyone to go out and get their abortion tomorrow, it'll be fun. God could still decide to show mercy on him. Isn't that just wild? And you know what? The people who hate the idea of reproduction rights, God might show mercy on them too. God might show mercy on the Trumpers. He might show mercy on the anti-vaxxers. He might show mercy on the liberals. He might show mercy on the Marxist. Guess what? Your job is to love people. And when God says, hey, go speak to them, speak to them and hope for mercy instead of sitting out and waiting for God to punish them and fighting it out. That's not the heart of God. Get the fuck over yourself. That's really what this is about. That's what the story of Jonah is about. That's what the underground church is all about. Getting the fuck over yourself. Your legalism, your ideas of what's right and wrong don't fucking matter. The Bible says that your ways are not my ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. This God, God is incomprehensible to you. Stop saying what he does and does not believe in politics. What he does and does not want for your neighbor. Shut the fuck up and let God speak. How about that? I know that's hard for some of you. And for some of you, you're just cheering me on like, yeah, but guess what? Even those annoying people who are judgmental and passing by and telling everybody they're going to hell, God loves them too. And finding a way to still show compassion to them, even though they will not show compassion to you, finding a way to show compassion to those stuck in the evangelical church, blind and not knowing what is and is not right. God just wants to show compassion. God, that's tough, isn't it? Hmm. It's really tough sometimes. Listen, if you're one of those people who have a hard time wanting to show compassion to others because of how terrible they are, or if you're one of those people who feel like you don't deserve compassion for yourself, what I want you to do, I don't want you to share this on your social media because, you know, Publicly, this could offend people. That's not our goal. I want you to find a single other person. Send them a text message with a link to this podcast. Ask them to listen and talk to you about what we were talking about today. Work this out. Talk these things out. Because that's where the church really is. The church is about people talking out the Bible. Discussing it. And figuring out what to do with it. What do we do with this shit book? What do we do with this question that God left us with? Right now, the evangelical church in America has pushed the real church underground. But it doesn't have to stay that way. It's up to you to decide. It's up to you to choose. I'm begging you, bring the real church to the common people. Thank you for listening.